the business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Now I make money move. You can't see me. My time is what now. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast, the show created to provide you with the practical and strategic advice to help you level up in fitness, business, your career, your relationships, and your life. My name is Joseph Mansell. I am your host, joined with another installment of Your Four by my co-host, Brandon. Hello. Back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my man. We're straight into it. Yeah, we are. Like First week back. Dropping another episode of the pod, dropping another episode of your four. We have four exceptional questions. As we've we've kind of come to explore, we're getting sport for choice with the questions, but we've got uh, we've got some fitness, we've got some business, we've got some <laughs> career relationships and life. Yeah. Funny that. <laughs> Brandon, um, how was the break, man? Yeah, it was good. Good. Weather was a bit average, especially Christmas Day, but yeah, starting to heat up now, so hopefully summer lasts a bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, I keep hearing talk of a long, hot summer, and I'm like, "Eh, when's it going to start? (laughs) Maybe this is like end of 2024, long, hot summer uh, kind of things. But uh, but yeah, I mean, um, man, we're back. We're straight back into it. It's been a fucking busy week. How was yours? Bali? Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, yeah. Or just before New Year's, wasn't it? Uh, It was between Christmas and New Year's, yeah. Yeah, So Amy and I um, uh, shot off on Boxing Day, early on Boxing Day, and came back um, early on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So just a little get getaway. That would be nice. Yeah. That period's always fucking weird. I know. So it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. So you may as well just like add another element of weirdness. Yeah, I don't know what day it is. Go to an exotic Asian um, <laughs> destination. Uh, but no, it was great, man. Yeah, it was great. Cool. But, um, but excited to be back. As we, I mean, it's going to be a fucking big year this year. Mm-hmm. I was just running you through our, um, our uh, company goals. Mm-hmm. For the year, yeah. Um, just before we jumped in here to shoot this pod, and there's um, there's a whole lot going on. But yeah, and I was relaxed before that. Now my <laughs> adre- my adrenaline's adrenaline's pumping. You now you didn't even bring a coffee in for this one. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm stimulated enough. I don't need any more. No, I sleep um, Brandon, we got four questions, man. We're gonna dive straight in. Um, but I do have a message for the listeners and the viewers. An incredibly valuable message because it's that time of year. It's MJ Fitness Challenge season. It's actually season 11. Mm-hmm. We're up in double digits. We're in angel numbers. 11-11, baby. Mm-hmm. Season 11. Uh, you guys, I mean, most of you already know what the MJ Fitness Challenge is uh, all about. But for those of you who don't, a quick tour of the MJ Fitness Challenge. It is a 10-week physical and psychological transformation program it's open to all genders men women all ages and uh most importantly all locations a lot of people think that it's just for um australians but it's not we have challenges from all over the world uh come and join us for for each season of the challenge this is uh as i mentioned this is season 11 we've done 10 challenges up until this point this is season 11 we now run the challenge exclusively through the mj challenge app and what it involves as a challenger, you get a diet plan, meal plan. You get uh, customized macros based on your primary goal, whether that's to build muscle or to lose fat. You get a workout program, you get a cardio program, you get a supplement plan and a motivational guide all run through the MJ Fitness Challenge app. 
your meal plan, your macros, and your workout plan are updated at the halfway point. So it's a 10-week challenge. At in week five, those both get updated, so you can continue to progress from that from there on out. You also get access to the exclusive MJ Fitness Challenge Facebook community and exclusive webinars with Vince and myself. Season 10, we promised that we were going to do them fortnightly. We actually did them weekly. So there was an exclusive webinar every single week uh, in, in Season 10, and we intend on doing that for Season 11 as well. Plus, just for signing up, you get over 100 bucks worth of merchandise. Plus, plus, there's prizes up for grabs. Four challenge champions. There's a male build muscle, a male lose fat, a female build muscle, a female lose fat. Four champions voted upon 50% from us here at MJ Fitness. 50% is public vote. And as a challenge champion, you get a share of over $10,000 worth of prizes up for grabs as a challenge champion. You know the best part, Brandon? What's that? The price, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's less than 200 bucks. It's 199.95 for the 10 weeks. That's less than 20 bucks a week. It's less than $3 a day. We, our little, our, the way we market is we say it's less than a coffee a day. It's less, it's well less than a coffee. It's like less than half a coffee a day. Can't get a coffee for three bucks anymore. Uh, less, it's literally about three bucks a day, less than three bucks a day to be a part of this, to improve your body, improve your life, Make the changes that you've always wanted to make to your physical being, to your psychological being, with us there holding your hand, guiding you through the 10 weeks, all run through the app, so it all runs through your phone. Man, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't get any better. I want you guys to check it out. Hopefully, a bunch of you are interested after my little, uh, my little hype there. Mm. Um, but the one thing that I ask is at least just go and have a look at it right mjfitness.au there's a banner across the top that says season 11 registration is now open just click that banner and there's a, a dedicated page right you can jump on there see exactly what's involved you can look at past challenger transformations as well if you're like uh, can i really make that much progress in 10 weeks guys go and look at the past challenger results like we're talking about fat loss of like up to 20 kilos mm. It, yeah, it, it, and it's only 10 weeks. That's what always gets me. In like 10 I weeks, always, man. We start it and then it f it's finished. And I'm like, fuck, it's gone already. And then I yeah. look at the transformation and I was like, what? It's ridiculous. Yeah. We're talking like, like, like actual muscle gain mm. on these girls and these guys in a 10-week period. It's like unbelievable. Because it's individualized, right? It's not one of these nah, cookie it's not, cutter. It's, it's not cookie cutter. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's you get access to the app. You get your customized meal plan, your customized macros. If you choose to follow macros and do your own meals, you can do that as well. Your workout programs, your supplement, like it's all there. It's not cookie cutter. It's, man, I think it's the best, the best fucking transformation challenge, at least in the country, mm. if not on the planet. And we've got 10 seasons of transformations to prove it. Yeah mjfitness.au click that top banner go check it out and hopefully we'll see you guys in season 11 of the mj fitness challenge let's go let's go question one i always fail with my new year's resolutions how can i make them stick the first thing you need to do is you need to stop setting resolutions and you need to start setting goals 
um, resolutions by their nature are often very fluffy and not specific enough to actually drive the action that is going to deliver the consequence or the result that you're making the resolution for in the first place. So my advice with resolutions is to, to throw the resolution out, take it as like, this is generally where I'm trying to, trying to go, trying to get to, and then set a very specific style of goal that I like to call, well, I don't like to call it, this is the general terminology, SMART goals. SMART is an acronym for S-M-A-R-T. The acronym stands for, the S is specific, the M is measurable, the A is achievable, the R is relevant, and the T is time bound. So let's take, you just give me one, Brandon, throw me a typical New Year's resolution. I wanna lose 10 kilos. The resolution would be I wanna lose weight. Okay. Would probably be, like most people, this year, you know what, start of a new year, I'm gonna lose some weight. My New Year's resolution is to lose some weight. My New Year's resolution is to build some muscle. My New Year's resolution is to start taking my health more seriously. My New Year's resolution is to earn more money. All this fluffy shit. So let's take the, I wanna lose weight, right? You would take that resolution and you already took the first step. Specific, how much weight you wanna lose? Okay, Brandon said, I wanna lose 10 kilos. Fantastic, that's where we go. That's the S done. M, measurable. Is it measurable? Yeah, 100% you can measure 10 kilos. You can stand on a scale, you can see what you weigh now, you can stand on a scale at the end of the year, it's either gonna be 10 kilos less or it's not. So yes, you did achieve the goal or no, you didn't. Specific, measurable. Achievable, how much do you currently weigh? If you weigh 60 kilos dripping wet, you're probably not gonna set that resolution in the first place, but to lose 10 kilos, probably not achievable. If you weigh 120 kilos, and you've never really been on a fat loss journey before, I mean, I just said in the MJ Fitness Challenge, we have people lose 20 kilos in 10 weeks. So yeah, 10 kilos in a year is definitely achievable, but you need to make sure that you're not setting goals that are just not achievable. They're too far-fetched. You're never gonna get there are relevant now this is where a lot of people fall down the only way you are going to stay on track with your goals when obstacles present themselves when life gets in the way when shit happens and shit will happen it's guaranteed is you have to have a deeper meaning for why that goal is important to you so when i think about the r in smart and i define that as relevant I tie it back to why is this goal important to me in the first place? You need to go deep here. So losing the 10 kilos to you might be, I wanna lose 10 kilos so I feel better about myself, so I have more self-confidence so that I can meet the partner of my dreams, for example. Or if you're a parent and you're 120 kilos at the moment and every time you're playing with your kids, you're out of breath and you need to stop, might be important you lose that 10 kilos because I wanna be playing with my kids for longer. Mm -hmm. Or I wanna live longer yeah. to spend more of this life with my kids because I know I'm overweight and I know it's a fucking problem. So the R, the relevant, very, very important. You need to find out why setting that goal is important to you in the first place and it needs to be deep. Mm. 
adds emotion to it, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, man, when you know what that obstacle comes in the way, you're gonna think about playing with your kids, mm. and that's fucking important to you. You're gonna say, "Fuck the obstacle. Yeah. I'll figure out a way to get around it." And then the T in SMART is time bound. So by nature of like a New Year's goal, usually you've got yourself. 12 months to get there but you might you might cut that short you might go no no no. yeah that's a goal of mine but i can get there in six months so my t is actually going to be six months or it might be 10 weeks this is something we have the challenges do as part of the mj fitness challenge right at the start set smart goals for the challenge your t is 10 weeks so that's what you got to do you got to get out with the resolutions get in with proper goal setting use the smart structure Make sure your goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound, and then execute. Mm-hmm. You usually um, spend a fair bit of time doing yours, don't you? Yeah, 100%. How long do you usually take? Look, I, I usually spend most of January, um, but I am getting much better at it. And to be fair, like a lot of my goals from year to year are kind of iterations of goals that perhaps i didn't quite get to the year before so it's a bit quicker for me so now it's it usually by the middle of january i've got my smart goals done um, this year for the business because we use the same structure for the business goals right for mm-hmm. the for the company goals the team goals uh they're done like they're, i did them yesterday so done within just just over a week mm-hmm. um but this is not something that you're, especially if it's your first time, you gotta be realistic with this as well. You're not gonna sit down and bust this out in an hour. It's gonna take you, you know, when I say uh, up until the middle of January, I'll spend an hour and a day on it for 14, 15 days. Mm -hmm. So it even still takes me well over 10 hours to do this properly. Yeah, yeah, you really need need to take the time to do them just because you haven't set your goals yet and it's the first week of january like take the time you have all year to accomplish this and work towards them so um definitely in implementing smart goals especially when i first heard i think i first heard you talk about it yeah three four years ago i might have been on a podcast but setting goals uh definitely is one thing um by executing them like daily is another and i've definitely I definitely set lots of goals at the beginning of the year and expect them just to happen. I get to the end of the year and I'm just like, fuck, I didn't achieve them. So mm. um, smart goals will help that, help that. But what I really think that helps is tie the goal to an action rather than the outcome. So say your goal is to lose 10 kilos by the end of the year. Instead of focusing on the number itself, set your action for the week, like track, track my calories for the week. Um, or I'm going to do cardio four times a week and plan it into your day or week. So that's why I think something like, I mean, I'm using something that you're working on at the moment, yeah. um, the accountability, accountability calendar, but yeah. even just something like a just a list, a power list, um, and just making sure you're working towards them at least each week, but at least you're trying to, trying to do it every day, um, at least like one of your goals. But also like here's another example. Say your goal is to make more money this year. Mm. Rather than saying, I want to make hundred thousand dollars this year mm. um rather focusing on that number focus on the action that's going to get you there so depending on the industry that you're in if the way that you're going to get to 100k is you need to gain or gain a new skill or upskill set the goal that you're going to like study or work on that skill for a certain amount of time per week um i think that's that's definitely huge 
Yeah, it's it's really the next layer, um, and you, you've done a really good job articulating that. Uh, because the next layer, once you've made your resolution stick, because you've actually sm set smart goals, is about building in. Okay, let's say this is the twelve month goal. We'll go. We'll come back to the fat loss because we can literally play this out. All right, ten kilos. Let's say it takes you a um, a, a month, or let's just say for ease, it takes you two months to set the goal. You got ten months left, right? Ten kilos over ten months. It's a kilo a month. Break it down into a week. How much do I need to lose a week? 250 grams. Okay, cool. What do I need to do on a daily basis to lose the 250 grams? I need to be in a caloric deficit, which means I need to track my food because I need to know how many calories I'm consuming. Probably going to want to drive that caloric deficit with some sort of exercise. So I'm going to commit to working out four times a week, doing cardio three times a week. Break it down into those really easily digestible steps that you can then start building habits and routines around and using something like a daily accountability calendar is designed to do exactly that. Yeah. It's designed to get rid of old habits and routines and replace them with new ones that align with the goals you're trying to achieve. Yeah. 100%. And then you just fucking execute. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And that's where you got to just focus. Like you plan the macro and then you just got to execute the micro every day. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the year, you'll be there. How do you eat an elephant? Break it down to bite-sized pieces. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Next question. Currently, I'm carrying a bit of fat. Not sure on percentages, but the guess I'd say maybe 20 to 30%, which was gained when I took time off training for a while and let myself go. I'm not new to the gym, but the aim was to drop fat then to attempt to build muscle. However, that seems counterproductive to drop it and then try and build again and naturally a bit of fat comes back on. Would you, suggest, would you suggest slightly getting into a surplus of a couple hundred calories and building while monitoring fat levels till I get to a size and weight I'm happy with and then aim to cut the fat? I just want to change goal. I just don't want to change goals and then be in the same spot. This actually ties into um, a question that we had in the most recent episode of Your 4 um, where I explained how you can't be in a caloric deficit and caloric surplus at the same time. So you have to choose either being in a surplus and building muscle and understand that fat gain is going to be a side effect of that or vice versa, be in a deficit, lose the body fat and understand that a little bit of muscle loss is going to be a side effect of that. Um, and I, I said, I disclaimed that by saying that, you know, as a newbie, you can recomp. There is a very small opportunity to do both at the same time. Outside of that, when the stimulus is not new, you got to choose one or the other. And this kind of ties into that because um, this person who asked this question is obviously not a newbie because he said took time off training. So he's been training for quite some time um, and put a bunch of body fat on. The short answer to this question is lose the fat first. And the reason why I say that is because muscle tissue is going to grow much more efficiently in a leaner body. There's a lot of real hard data now that shows that to be true if you are carrying too much body fat it's just going to be more difficult for your body to build new muscle tissue so lose the fat first go into a caloric deficit first until you're happy with where your body fat percentage is at i don't know what this sits for this person might be 10 12 15 whatever it is once you're happy there then flip the switch go into a very slight caloric surplus and focus on building muscle but understand that when you go back to that caloric surplus 
side effect of being in a caloric surplus and building muscle is that you will gain a little bit of fat. There's just no way around it. So lose the fat first and then worry about building the muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. I'd recommend cutting now. Um, get down to a healthy body fat percentage. You might, there's a slight chance you might even recomp a little bit as muscle memory might cut it, uh, kick in. Yeah, while you're right at the beginning. At the yeah. beginning, yeah. Yep. A little bit. Yeah, um, it depends how long, how, like, he doesn't say how long he's taken off, right? Yeah. Like, if you've been, if you've taken two or three years off, yeah, yeah you probably recomp at the start for a little bit. Mm. Exactly what you said. The muscle memory, it's going to come back. Yeah. Um, the first reason I say this is that you're, if you're a bit overweight as well uh, and you start getting leaner, you're going to see progress a lot quicker you look like you've built muscle. yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. you look a lot better and uh which is going to help as well with motivation and it's going to help build that habit of being back in the gym yeah um the second one like you said your body you do um it's easier to build muscle when you're lean mm. um and secondly when you're leaner or in your in a deficit your body will be a bit more receptive to the food that's coming in mm-hmm. so then when you're trying to put on muscle um you'll respond a lot better yeah, I mean, your insulin sensitivity is yeah. going to go up. You're going to be able to partition carbohydrates much more efficiently. I mean, this is one of the reasons why muscle builds more efficiently in a leaner body because the hormone responses of being in a leaner body are much more aligned with building new muscle tissue than the hormone responses in an overweight body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once you get leaner as well, it should be easier as well to, to monitor your bulk or your growth your yeah, growth phase yeah, 100%. um and yeah you'll naturally gain a bit of fat when you're in a surplus but you can definitely minimize it with a like a slider surplus and for a bit longer yeah definitely yeah and i think just aside from like you know the the aesthetic side of it um being 20 to 30 percent body fat is just not healthy not healthy like at the end of the day mm-hmm. like it's called health and fitness the health comes before the fitness for a very good reason prioritize the health side like you need to lose weight because you need to be healthy mm-hmm. then you can worry about building the muscle yeah definitely next question question three can you share tips for overcoming self-doubt and imposter syndrome in a professional setting two very different things uh self-doubt and imposter syndrome i'll address them in um, that order so self-doubt is Ultimately, it's the fear of inadequacy. Um, And I actually do a keynote speech about this. Well, this features in one of my keynote speeches is how to confront the the fear of inadequacy. And ultimately, the antidote to the fear of inadequacy, to the fear of self-doubt is courage, right? Because you go in knowing that you don't have the skills or the experience required to achieve the certain result. Eyes wide open, but you have the courage and the faith to just take one foot, put it in front of the other, and then take the next foot, put that in front of the other, and just take it one step at a time and know that you'll figure it out as you go along. Ultimately, it just comes down to courage. There's really no other way to confront self-doubt than to just go, fuck, don't really know what I'm doing but I'm pretty sure I can figure it out. So I'm just gonna figure it out. Imposter syndrome is quite different because imposter syndrome, and there's actually an episode, of a full episode of this podcast, um, Leah and I um, 
discuss imposter syndrome. I think the title of the episode is actually imposter syndrome. It'll be in the feed if you guys are interested. Uh, but imposter syndrome is not necessarily I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like a fraud and at some point I'm going to be found out and everybody's going to know that I'm a fraud and that the whole time I've been fooling everybody else. That's imposter syndrome. The antidote to imposter syndrome is not courage because often courage is actually um, not opposed to imposter syndrome. You can actually be quite courageous but still experience imposter syndrome. I get it a lot. You know, I don't have a problem with confronting self-doubt. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of courage in that regard. But often I will experience imposter syndrome because I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> maybe that was a fluke. <laughs> you know, maybe I maybe shit. Maybe I don't. Yeah. Someone's going to find me out and expose me for the fraud that I am. That's imposter syndrome. So two very separate things. The antidote to imposter syndrome is not courage. The antidote to imposter syndrome is very hard data that you actually do know what the fuck you're doing. It's very hard evidence that, you know what? I am very good at this. I am very good at that. And here's the proof that backs that up. And being able to anchor back into that and understand that imposter syndrome is just this manifestation of thoughts that you've kind of come up with. No one's gonna, no one's gonna expose you. You're not a fraud. No one's going to, you know, find you out for who you truly are. The evidence is right there. Yeah. And as part of that evidence, one of the best antidotes to imposter syndrome is to get feedback from people who know you well, who can say, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Mm. Like, I get imposter syndrome about this podcast. Oh, I was going to say that as well. Like I do. Yeah. I really do. You know, people send me messages. They see me. They talk to me about, you know, how positive impact the podcast. I'm like, fuck. Mm shit i'm not really i'm not really that good <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you sure it was me you listened to you sure it was the fitness times no 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 you must be confused that must be a different no 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 but then i have people tell me no 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 like this shit changed my life mm. i go okay well fuck if there's enough people that say it it must be true mm. so that's the antidote to imposter syndrome hard data yeah do you think it's a confidence thing of where you're like maybe not maybe not a com confidence issue but where your your competence is more than your confidence i don't think so yeah. no yeah. no i think man some of the people that i know who struggle with imposter syndrome the most are some of the most confident people that i know um whether the confidence is real or not is probably a different question. Um, it could be confidence driven by high security values, which manifests as insecurity. Mm -hmm. And the confidence could kind of be put on to combat that insecurity. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's a confidence thing. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, look, when, when I experience it, it's definitely not from a lack of confidence. When I experience it, it's almost like, uh, the way my mind thinks about it is I kind of go, who the fuck do I think I am? And there's no way that that, that, that can be true. Mm. And um, somebody must be confused, which means that um, I'm actually uh, a fraud and someone's going to find me out. Mm. Yeah, That's kind of how, it, and I don't know where the fuck it comes from. Mm. But I, d I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's like lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, I do believe everyone goes through it to an extent 
um, like you said, you have it with this podcast. I had it um, doing this podcast. I still do. Yeah. Um, even coming, working for the company that I was watching for fucking five, ten years. Yeah. I was just like, I'm not fucking supposed to be here, man. <laughs> um, but I do see uh, imposter syndrome as a positive. If you feel like an imposter in a role, I think that's growth. Uh, it means that you're usually doing something new um, and have a new opportunity and you can only improve and advance from there. Mm. Uh, imposter syndrome might also be a reason that you're good at what you do. Um, you can use it as a tool to keep you accountable. It can it can make you try harder with things. It can make you like double check everything. So I think you can. You definitely use it as a tool too mm. if it doesn't cause you anxiety, great anxiety. Um, but yeah, every successful person that you know has to start somewhere like successful entrepreneurs like yourself a lot of the time you're just figuring figuring shit out um and if you weren't supposed to be there you wouldn't be there like you're you're brand new like if everyone that you see um experienced in their role has had to start where you are so i think like embrace it use it yeah what about self-doubt you got any thoughts about that i think you covered it pretty well Mm. um your yeah your key keynote speech was very good and i think you covered it very well i didn't have a lot of a lot on that though yeah yeah i think it's like it, it's definitely courage and you know i man i still have so much fucking self-doubt yeah <laughs> but i know how to deal with it now yeah. like when i get when when i have that little fucking devil on my shoulder that's you know uh shit i don't really know how to do this i'm not really sure where to start mm-hmm. Like for me, that's almost like the um, the uh, signpost that says courage. Go that way. That's where you need to go. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Just be brave. Yeah. No, I, I have a lot. I have self doubt all the time. Yeah. Um, I get like anxiety from it as well. But yeah, it is, it is courage at the end of the day. Like you just need to push against, mm. push against it. Hundred mm. percent. What's that saying? Sorry, I just. <laughs> what's that saying? What, um, uh, it saying? <laughs> yeah, that the like the. Um, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, is it the obstacle that stands in the way becomes the way. Nah, no, nah, it's not. Nah, I need. Yeah. I need to find. We'll, I have we'll a quote, but I know I. I won't even be able to begin it. So yeah, we'll yeah. have to come back. To yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that's for the next episode. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Brandon. One more question, man. Last question. Last question. Do you plan to retire within 10 years after having established a successful business? No. <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a weird question, yeah. actually. Well, maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's just weird to me. Um, I have never really thought of... I'll be honest. One of the things that I really struggle with is thinking in lengths of time that are significantly longer than my personal life experience. It's having this discussion with Amy on the weekend. Um, it was uh, my parents' 40th wedding anniversary last Sunday. Um, so congratulations Correct. to my parents. Congratulations, <laughs> Millie Scooter. Millie and Scooter, 40 years, bloody hell. Um it was that, yeah, 40 year wedding anniversary and um, Amy and I were talking about it and I was like, I just can't, like my brain does not compute 40 years. Mm. Like I'm not 40 years old and I think that's why it 
does that is because I just I I have no I have no ability to perceive that length of time because I haven't lived that length of time. More importantly, I haven't I haven't lived half that length of time as like an adult. So I really struggle. Like I can think I can think really well in five year blocks. I can think reasonably well in ten year horizons. Fifteen for me is kind of fuzzy. Twenty, I fuck I just shut down. It's almost like I fucking malfunction. And anything after twenty, I like I have no way of of appreciating that length of time. Which is interesting because one of the other things that I do is meditate on my mortality a fair bit. And I kind of think about, oh shit, how how old will I be when I pass on from this life? But back to the question, because I'm way off topic now. Because I can't think in that longer period of time, I don't think about retiring at all. Like I, I never have. And I don't know if that's just a function of my age um, or if I just never will. I'm not really too sure. But my motivation for establishing a successful business or multiple successful businesses is definitely not to retire. It's just not, not something that plays in my mind at all the fuck would you do mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like dude honestly yeah you, you asked me what how the holidays were between christmas and new year's and i said i went to um bali for five days yeah by day three i'm like okay like, yeah let's get it let's go do something <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, what the fuck would you do when you retire yeah. you gotta do something mm-hmm. yeah as a like a i've got a bit of fo- a follow-up to that yeah like as a an, an owner of multiple businesses you're very involved and hands-on in yeah. these businesses and quote unquote the face of these businesses yeah do you think that as these businesses evolve like obviously they have a lot and um you get deeper into your journey you'll start like running these companies from further back Yes. Or do you always like plan on being like in the business, if that makes sense? No, I always plan on being in the business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Being the face of different businesses, um, not so much. Um, yeah, and I mean that like that's one of the reasons for the rebrand from Massive Dress to MJ Fitness. Uh, you know, it's just to start to kind of pull back from being the the face. Obviously, I still um, have everything to do with the running of the business. Um, but yeah, I guess kind of pulling that back a little bit, that's one of the reasons that's not all of the reasons for the rebrand. It's got to do with, you know, the, um, the direction that the market's gone in our customer base, uh, where we want to be appealing to new customers as well. Um, but yeah, to kind of, to kind of come back to your question, it is something that I think about quite frequently is you know what sort of involvement do i want to have with with the different now they are actually different businesses with the different businesses um and the other side of that as well is we all have finite resources right so we all have 24 hours in a day um we all have uh we don't have the ability to pause time um we all have um, finite energy in a given day we all have finite psychological resources in a given day so you can become great at anything 
but you can't become great at everything, which means you have to say no to certain things to allow yourself to say yes to other things. So it's, it's opportunity cost. And that's what I think about a lot is I'm like, you know, if you go back 10 years ago, you go back to, to 2014, like literally the only thing I did was Massive Joe's. That was it. Mm. There was no apparel brand. There were no supplement brands. There was no personal brand. Like I, my personal brand was Massive Joe's. I didn't even have a fucking personal Instagram account. It was massive jokes. <laughs> that, was, that was me, you know. So I, I, that was my focus, and that's what I said yes to, and pretty much said no to everything else. Whereas now, there's a lot more going on, right? And there's certain things I have to say no to to allow me to say yes to other things that I want to explore. And I think for me as well, like that just has so much to do with. Um, you know, one, one, one of the double-edged swords of who I am as a person is the really deep-seated um, entrepreneur mindset that I have where, like, I, I, I want to go and do – I want to go and do a bunch of things. It's, it's a deep-seated entrepreneurial mindset and it's also, like, my personal ambition too. Like, I want to go and do a lot of different things. I want to go and explore a lot of different things. I want to try this business and try build this business. And I see this opportunity here that I want to pursue and that opportunity and so on and so forth. I can't do them all. So I need to say no to certain things to allow me to say yes to other things. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, I know it's a little bit kind of, makes sense to me in my mind. <laughs> it probably came out like a bunch of verbal diarrhea. But um, those are some of the things that, that you know, that I think about in that regard yeah no it's a good insight uh, in regards to the question for me like i'm not currently a business owner but i've never really thought like you hear people saying i'm going to work to this age and then retire with this amount of money mm. but i've always like i want to have a career that i feel like i never have to retire from that's the best way to be man yeah and not like not having an end date ideally i'd love like i'd love to love my job and work that much that i want to do it forever mm. and like you said i can't imagine doing nothing and not yeah. having something to walk to at work towards. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. Look, I think retirement, you know, to different generations means different things. You know, I think retirement to like to to my generation, your generation. Um, I, I guess like really, I'm definitely a millennial. You're probably like bit millennial, bit Gen Y, um, Gen Y, Gen Z. No, Gen Z. It's Gen Z, yeah. isn't it? Isn't that the next one? Uh, I looked it up not long ago. I've anyway, already. what I'm trying to say is you're younger than me. Yeah. So <laughs> you're probably not as deep in the generation that I'm a part of. But I think retirement means different things to different generations. So once upon a time, a few generations ago, retirement was like, you know what? I, I, I want to not have to work from like a financial perspective mm -hmm. and I want to just be able to kick back and do whatever the fuck I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I think retirement to like our generations or the newer generations is probably about having the financial and the time freedom to be able to do what you want, but that doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing. That means doing what you want. And that for a lot of us, that's going to mean doing meaningful work, whatever however that wh whatever form shape whatever it takes 
it's going to mean doing meaningful work. It's not going to mean, you know, having enough fucking superannuation saved up that you can kick back on a fucking beach in the middle of the Indian Ocean mm. and sip mojitos when you're 85 years old. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it looks different now. So, we, maybe we need to think of a different word than retire. Yeah. Maybe it's just freedom. Do you plan to freedom within 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a different way of framing it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Do you think Eminem will ever retire from rapping? No, he <laughs> fucking loves it. He's going to rap the same shit when he's 80 years old. He's still good, man. Yeah, that new song man. that he's got out at the moment, like, fuck. He's, be he's better than he's ever been, technically. And yeah, it's just fucking I'm crazy. listening to the rhymes. I can't remember what the new song's called. It's a, the song about drugs. Lace it with Juice World. Yeah. Lace, that's the one. Yeah. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. But his fucking verse in that, I didn't even realize it was Eminem on the track. And I was listening to this track. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is a song about drugs. And then Eminem's in it. I'm like, fuck. Of course Eminem's in it. <laughs> but then he's like rhyming. I'm like, fucking hell, man. This yeah. is some good. Like, how does he even make those words merge yeah. like that <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's possible yeah I was thinking that this morning I was just like bro, yeah. this bro's 52 and he said he was retiring when he was 30 and yeah. <laughs> still, still going greatest of all time man 100% greatest of all time I think we're done here that's a wrap yep Brandon that's a wrap that's four questions fuck that went quick yeah it did I'm just excited to be back in a pod man it's what are we doing with this pod? Good first one back. You know this is episode 99, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's, oh, there's yeah something brewing. Yeah, there is something brewing. We were having a chat about it earlier. You guys will just have to wait to find out. Don't have to wait long. Yeah, no, you won't. Almost there. Yeah, yeah, we're almost there. Brandon, thank you so much, man. Thanks, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, once again, an episode of Your Four. Guys, the one thing we ask in return, if you have enjoyed listening to this episode, if you've gotten some valuable information out of it, if you've had a laugh, uh, if it's just helped your drive to or from work go a little bit quicker and you've been entertained, uh, the one thing we ask in return is that you guys share the show. Um, the way that we would love to see it shared is take a screenshot on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to right now um, and post that screenshot in your Instagram story. Tag Brandon at Brandon Verdi. Tag myself at Joseph Mansell. We see those tags. We truly appreciate them. We like to share as many of them as we possibly can. We're back, baby. 2024. Let's go. Off to a flying start. Brandon, thank you. Guys, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoyed listening. A couple of things to round out. Firstly, if you've yet to subscribe to the Fitness Times Business Podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure you do that right now so you don't miss any future episodes. Secondly, if you guys took some value from this episode, the one thing we ask in return is that you share the show. And finally, if you've yet to leave us a five-star rating, make sure you do that before the next episode. <laughs>